I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Season 3 of Better Let, Let Me Tell, tell You. you. You don't like them? I don't dislike them. Oh I just my. don't one way or the other. Like, oh, I have all their, their records. I freaking love Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. He, I always loved his voice. Wait, we're recording. Of course we Okay, because I was going to go on a whole Stone Temple Pilots like throwback high school moment. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> on that on that note. Well, I mean, you can still feel free to do so. You know, we're only on episode 124. Is it you? <laughs> is it me? Do you remember that song? No. I don't know their their catalog as well. Is as you it do. you? Is it me? No, no, no. We cannot see. No, no, no. In the Vaseline. No, 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 no. Do you remember leaving on a southern no. train? They had a video that was like sick, that was like dark Teletubbies, right? You lied. Promise it. Well, what do you mean? What there was? You one... don't know any of their songs. I really don't. Now that I think about it. But they were so popular when we were in high school. Yeah, I know, but. Eh. You don't know Plush? Not no. I mean, I know I know it like by name, but I don't know it. It's funny because <clears throat> yeah, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar did one of their videos. I love Radiohead. Right, love love Radiohead, um, and I'm really upset that I I've still not able been able to see Radiohead live. Thank you, Andrew, um, a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> I say that because Andrew Andrew's the only other person. I wouldn't know that I know that would like Radiohead because, you know, I love you, but I ain't taking you to a Radiohead concert. And I'm okay with that. And you're okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And um, Andrew has gone twice to go see them without me. Really? Yes. Yes. But somehow Andrew invites me to Dave Matthews, Ew. but he doesn't invite me to Andrew's white people. He's Caucasian. No, clearly, because he goes <laughs> yeah. to Dave Matthews. Um, oh, he's a Dave head. Yeah, uh, he's he's like. So let's talk about this. Welcome to episode one twenty four. Twenty four, everyone. <laughs> so 
How's everybody doing? Better Friday. Oh, I think everybody's doing good. Listen, if you're listening to this on the 31st of August, you can go and eat at restaurants again. Oh, they changed the law? Yep. Uh, starting the 31st here in, in Dade County, 50% occupancy at restaurants. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Finally. Finally. So we're getting back to some degree of normalcy. Meeting Mr. Rye, the man. <laughs> that, that song, you know. Of course I know CC Pennison. So, so the, actually, you know what? The Dave, Dave Matthews, it's it's a, a good segue. That It's a good topic for our podcast. I can't wait to see how you're going to segue. Because... One of the re- when I moved to Michigan and we haven't talked about my our Michigan references in, yeah, in a while in a couple, a couple in a minute episodes. was when I really realized that I wasn't white. <laughs> oh yeah, no. you, know, you know. But when I really realized like, like culturally was like culturally yeah, yeah. how different I was yeah. because you know down here everybody's Cuban right. or Hispanic, or Hispanic, or Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. so you know it's like yeah. you're one more. You yeah, know, you I call it fufu and you call it mangu, and I mean, we're done. And yeah. we're done. You know that's <laughs> <laughs> next, <laughs> but. So here's the thing. I liked Dave Matthews band. I, I like I have like four of their albums, Under the Table and Dreaming, Crash. I love all those records. I didn't know that Dave Matthews was like a white person thing. Oh, you didn't know the extent of the Right, the extent of it. Right. right, right, right. I, I, I figured obviously that based on that genre of music that most of their fans would be white, but you know, there are plenty of people here in Miami that like Dave Matthews. Yeah, I their one heyday. Of them. and but what I didn't realize that it was like a white kind of rite of passage. Like that's something oh, that yeah, that's you like do. a very that's a college you thing. You go watch Dave Matthews over and over again. Yeah. And I remember all like my friends yeah, yeah. that I, you know, I that in, I, I had yeah. up in, in in Michigan, they're like, Oh my god, Dave Matthews is playing at the MSU stadium. Like we gotta go. And I'm like, We do? <laughs> <laughs> And here I was waiting for like the BT Urban Festival to come into town. I'm like, that's more my up my alley. I'm but- assuming there was at least one other friend of yours up there who shared your so, we do. So all of them, all of them were like, oh my God, we got to go see Dave Matthews. And I've seen Dave Matthews like 20, because Dave Matthews is one of they, these. They were, they were they touring tour, every summer. They tour every summer. Yeah. Like, I don't know about c- now, but, cons- but. They've taken a few summers off, but they yeah, tour every, every summer, single yeah, yeah. summer. Yeah. And. I'm like, going, you know, I've seen you two live like six or, well, at that time, probably like three or four times. But, you know, you two or whatever band, they go on a tour to support a record. Right, an album. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Dave Matthews, again, tours every summer. They're so, kind of like fish in that sense. Right. Yeah. That's another thing I don't get. I don't get that. Um, that's what And that's when I realized, I'm like, oh, like, oh, like, one this of is, these things is not like the other. This is one of those white people things. This is a white person thing. Like, I don't... And again, I appreciate Dave Matthews. Right. It's not like I don't like... Because, for example, Fish, I don't have any clue what those people sing. I don't know what they look like. I don't know... That's true. All I know is that I've ben seen and Jerry has an ice cream. their shirts and they're like tie-dye. That's all I know about Fish. Yeah, and they took over for the Grateful Dead once... Yeah. Once yeah, no, and Jerry I have a, Garcia I have a, died, but that's about friend, it. I have a friend who's a few years older than us, but... He's into fish, and I'm like, I don't get it, but it's okay. We don't have to, we don't get, have everything, to get everything. Right? No. But yeah, Dave Matthews was like one of the first things I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm totally not white. <laughs> 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 totally not. Totally not and white. then the reason why that reminded me of my friend Andrew is because Andrew goes to see Dave Matthews every single year really he goes to see them because they always play here at the um, <laughs> i don't know what it's called now the cruzan amphitheater the one in palm beach in west palm the coral yeah, sky the amphitheater, amphitheater whatever name it has right, right, right. the amphitheater in where palm we beach. saw the spice, the spice girls. girls yeah 
<laughs> and I saw I saw Aerosmith there too. <laughs> he sees um, they go, that's where they play, yeah, yeah. and he goes to like the concert whenever it is here in South Florida. But then he also goes to like the Holy Grail of Dave Matthews um, concerts, which is this venue that's in Wisconsin. Sure. It's like an outdoor venue and it's like on the bay. And apparently that's like the best Dave Matthews venue. Really? Right. Or like, I don't know if it's because of the acoustics or whatever. Uh, don't tell me we're not recording. No, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> listeners, are you Dave heads? Are you, are you into, into Dave Matthews? Are you, are you one of the little ants marching? Because I, I mean, yeah, they're one of those bands. I mean, I don't you do dis- you? I, I don't dislike them, oh, but no. I don't think I'm gonna go every summer to see them. But right, that's that's why I tell you that it's like because I could understand like because there's people that I love as artists mm-hmm. that I will go see no matter what. But again, every time they tour, because they only tour for an album. Right. So you but even like, if they toured every year, I would go see them every year, right? You know, but that's, I don't know who I would. But that's because I'm a, like a diehard fan. Right. Like, I would right. go see Mariah Carey like every month if she All had right. a concert. I mean, right? You know what? I wouldn't go see Britney. But the year. difference between Dave Matthews is that a lot of these people are are they're not like supposed like really like diehard fans. They just are fans that go see Dave Matthews, right? It's just what they do. It's just what they do. You go see Dave huh. Matthews. You know, interesting. Yeah, and then who knew? Yeah, <laughs> and then I don't know. You go in your North Face jacket, and I don't know. Then you have your your frap. Yeah, if you're in the Midwest, you'd have your Paps. Oh, definitely lots of Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, Blue Ribbon beer, because that's what you do yeah. when you're white. You know. Yeah, yeah, because you can't get the crap. And we beer. love our white friends. Listen, we're down. <laughs> We're, we're down with Whitey. Some of my best friends, you know, my <laughs> friends from law school are among my dearest, closest I love people that. that I love. I love that. Some of my best friends are white. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like that person. Yes. You know, I have a black friend. I'm not racist. I have a black friend. It's like, really? Like, is, you, is your black friend, are you really friends with them? Or do they just come once a month to your Mary Kay, you know? Right. Your, your Tupperware bar party. Right. right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you call her... Like, like do, do you know about? Have you been to their home? Right. That to me, that's how you can. Would you be invited to the cookout? Yes, or like you know, a, a baptism or some right. type of event. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, well, no, but you know my friends from law I school, do. and I, do. I, I love them. They're they're awesome people. But yeah, that's when I discovered. I'm like, no, this is not my. No, this is not my my area. This my is not of expertise. My thing. So that's mm. when my friend, you know. Yes, whatever. that's what the one that I that I assumed yes. agreed with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, guys. So, um, so what went on this week, Demi? <laughs> well, I don't know about what went on this week, but as some of you may know, because you may have seen me, I was on MSNBC last week. You were. Okay, can we I give was... them a little preface as to why? Well, yeah, no, we have to. We have to give them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not like they came to me and they're just like, wow, you know, Ish, you're clearly the voice of reason on Pero Let Me Tell You. Yeah. We must have you right. on our panel. Right. So I'm going to start. Not at all. I was choice B. No, well, okay. So this is what happened. So our good friend, Cherie Cancio from the Cuba One Foundation, yes, yes. she had posted something about it because I'm part of like a group that she's part of and... um. You know, she knows I'm very political and mm-hmm. she, 
I love this rocking chair. That we're doing. You look so comfortable. So just to our listeners, a little sidetrack. We usually record in, in our studio, our, our table and our whole setup. The table is in use for yeah. some a project the I'm studio doing. studio is in a little bit of flux today. So we're actually, we're sitting on chairs. Well, we always sit on chairs, but we don't have a table. So I'm like right. in this rocking chair and I'm like loving it. Anyway, I think this should be our new setup. But anyway. Yeah, you so, kind of look like the cover of that Tori Amos album. A voice for Pele. Voice for Pele, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he caught a little light sneeze. <laughs> anyway, so so Cherie, you know, contacts me and I'm like, yeah, you know, I would love to. Wait, or, they're looking for a panelist. They're looking to, for a panelist. To talk about... I contacted her, you whatever. Yeah. So I get a call from MSNBC and the guy was great and he kind of did a little bit of a pre-screening interview with me yeah because what they wanted was they were going to it was the night of the, the wait, wait 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 oh, okay. no 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 okay. I'll, 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 okay. I'll get there got i'll get it, there got it, got it. so he did a little bit of a pre-screening with me and okay. what he had told me was that the night of the biden um speech for the democratic national convention which was last week they wanted a small panel of people right. to watch the Speech. The, the speech and then after they were going to kind of interview them on their thoughts and the people kind of that they wanted were cuban-american because the cuban-american vote is so complex and um people that either were undecided or at one point were republicans or at one point were trump people whatever so <laughs> the guy starts to to kind of interview me and he was looking at my personal instagram yeah. dj borges 19 and he's like uh, I could tell that you're a Biden supporter. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, mijito, I've been a registered Democrat my entire adult life. Yeah. Right. I've never no surprises faltered. here. Yeah. No surprise. And he's like, oh, you're great. You know, and you're, you're like, you have a good energy. But see, we're looking for someone who wouldn't be like the typical, like somebody that you know is on the fence he's like i'm pretty much looking for a unicorn and i'm like well 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 enter if me you are looking for a unicorn i have just the person to recommend and enter you so there you so, go yeah so then the I, unicorn. Get, I get the call and i you know i i put my horn down um and you know he's talking to me and even at that time though he's like you know he's i would tell him you know i used to be registered republican i'm an independent now etc so on and so forth he's like look the fact is, I mean, I'm talking to you, you know, you, you're intelligent, you can carry a conversation, you know, you'll, you'll be good on camera, but I don't necessarily know that you're undecided enough for us, right? And I was like, well, you know, this is what it is, you know what, just let me know. <laughs> Literally, at one point I even texted him, because I was like, look, I just need you to let me know, like, today before 5, because... If I have to go tomorrow, which is Thursday, that means that I'm going to have to record the podcast on Wednesday, so I need to make arrangements. Mm -hmm. I literally told him that. So he calls me back um, with the reporter. So um, actually, who's doing the screening, I think he's probably the producer, Dan. He calls me back with Ellison, uh, Ellison Barber, who's the reporter that was uh, interviewing us. And it's funny because at first, there was another better candidate. Um, they had actually found a kid who was 18, just turned 18, he's about to vote in his first election, was a Trump uh, supporter. Now, because of the way he handled COVID, has changed his mind, but the kid just didn't want to be on TV. And I was like, are you kidding me? You like, be on TV? I'm like, I may be a unicorn, but that's like a unicorn with glitter. Like, that's, you know, next level. So, whatever, they, you know, they, they asked me to, to participate, and I went. It was at a place here called Gramps. Uh, it's in the Wynwood District, for those of you who've been there. It was a little weird to be there, though, because it was just us, 
the reporter and like the cameraman and you know some like three people from gramps and again i've been at gramps for so many events and it's just always packed and it just to see it empty and and like you know dead like that on a on a thursday night when it would have been totally hopping mm-hmm. it was a little sad but oh well they um you know they fed us i will post a picture of all of the food that they that they gave us it was delicious and you know we we watched the uh, I was going to say the debate. We watched the acceptance speech, and I even took some notes and all that. And then they they interviewed us. You and took notes. I love it. I did take notes. Um, they interviewed us. It's funny because the Biden started actually late. So at first they had told us, "Oh, you know, we're going to be out of here by eleven thirty. Well, I didn't get home until like one fifteen in the morning. And what I posted, um, what we posted was about what like a three minute segment, give or take. We were interviewing and talking for like a good 30 to 40 minutes to get down to a three-minute segment. Um, it was fun. And I will say, you know, Ellison, she was fantastic. Um, the one thing I will say, and I will put this out into the world, um, she really thought that myself and the other two panelists, Peter Gonzalez and Janet Hernandez, shout out to both, were fantastic um, she did say that they will be coming back to Miami as the election continues and they may, you know, they may need people. So maybe this time it was me. Maybe next time it'll be you. Maybe, maybe. next time it'll be both. I don't know. I don't know. When you're told that you are too liberal by MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to, you need to kind of assess certain things in your life. that's pretty much what yeah. happened. You know, I was too liberal for They said MSNBC. it without saying it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But if there, if you need anything from me, yeah. you know, and, and and we have a podcast where we talk about politics. Yeah. It's not a political podcast, but but it's funny because the next day when when they aired it because it wasn't live. Um, when they aired it, I saw that Ellison was standing in front of a boob, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I texted her and I was just like, hey, you know, if you're in front of a boob, you don't eat there. But she's like, no, they're closed or whatever. I'm like, okay, so it's a little bit of ways, but you have to go to sandwich. And yeah. she did, and she loved it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, she went. And she there loved we it. Go. So to our friends at sandwich. Yeah. So, um, no, and I, you know, the, the parts of your interview, I guess, that I mean, they aired was, yeah. were, you know, what the points you made were very true. They were, they were you know, in terms of substance and, yeah. and all that were very on point, which is what I feel, uh, you know, is what voters are, especially undecided voters yeah. are, are looking for. I will say I felt a little like, not dumb, but I felt a little like. Ooh, because um the 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 girl Janet she actually it's her first election that she's voting in. She's eighteen. She's starting Harvard, and Peter is a lawyer who I think studied at Duke, if I remember correctly. So I What's was special about lawyers. <laughs> well, but Duke, the Duke part, the Duke part is what like. So I was like, I feel slightly less intelligent than you people, <laughs> like by default. <laughs> Whatever. No, they were nice. They weren't, you know, they weren't mean. But I'm just saying, you know, again, in internal complejos, right? I love, I love lawyer jokes. Do you? I do. I love lawyer jokes because most of them are true. <laughs> There's truth in the humor. And I can say that because... Because you're a lawyer. And you know so, what you're talking about. you know, it's kind of like when you talk bad about... Everybody can talk... Nobody can talk bad about your family, but you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Nobody so, but me. Yeah. Same rule applies. So... Yeah. But it was so, fun. It was fun. So... I want to talk about something that is obviously going to be political, um, although decency should not be political, but whatever. Okay. So as we know, the Democratic National, I'm sorry, the Republican National Convention is this week. Have you watched? 
I have not, and really for the same reason that I, I didn't watch, aside from the Biden speech, I right. didn't watch any of the Democratic convention, like I told you. I don't care, like, a whole week. I literally just want to see the nominee. The, right. the nominees give their speech and call it a day. Like, so, I don't care what the first ladies have to say. So, as I, you know, I've always watched these things. I I live and breathe. You're a political junkie. Yes. And, you know, I give credit to both conventions. I mean, they're doing the best they can with what they have. Yeah, you know? I mean, circumstances being what <laughs> yes. they are. Yeah. I've never been a fan. It was very weird to what? watch to watch Biden, specifically Biden, his acceptance speech in front of nothing and no one. Yeah. Because it was a good speech. I liked it. But it was clearly missing that. But what was nice about the Biden one, which I don't know if Trump will do something similar as we record on Fake Friday. Right. Um, well, it's, he's going to do it tonight. Yeah. Um, was that the Biden one after, I don't know if you were able to see, he kind of went outside of the venue. Oh, when they looked like the Purge? Well, no, and the cars were there. Oh, no. I'm talking about when they were literally standing in front. I get it. It was nighttime and whatever, but they were standing in front of that giant American flag and they were un- they were lit from underneath wearing right. the black masks and it oh. looked like the purge. Well, that's not what I thought. <laughs> I thought, you know, that the parking lot was filled with yes, people yes, in their yes, cars. Yes, yes, and they yes. had, so I was like, you know, they did the best thing again. They did the again, best thing with what, is, what yeah. they had. So it'll be interesting to see how Trump does it. Um, I, I, I spoke about this last week in terms of um, campaign... Um, uh, what are we talking about? A, Campaigning conventions. A conventions, conventions, <laughs> conventions. People. What other C words can I come up with? Um, <laughs> I think caucuses. that especially in this election, I think mm-hmm. that people's minds are made up. Trump people are going to vote for Trump no matter what. Yeah. Um, and Biden then, people are going to vote for Biden. And, 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 well, I, I don't even see it as Biden people that are. Well, gonna true. Vote for Trump Biden. people are going to vote for Trump. That's it. Right. Trump people are going to vote for Trump, and every then there's everybody else. Right. 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 So I, I don't really think it's a matter of changing opinions. I am never been. It's a, essentially engaging people who didn't vote last I've time. I've never been a fan in conventions of character speakers because, like, what are your kids going to say about you? Right, right, right. What is your wife going to say about like, who you? Ca- like, who cares? Like, what yeah, are, yeah, it's like, like, is your wife the potential first lady of this country going to come out and say how you are an asshole and irrational right, and right. all that? No, he dismisses so, all of my opinions. I've like, never really cared when people bring up their wives and it's like, oh, we met at a summer day and that's campus. cute. That's cute for Ellen. It's like I don't care. That's cute for Ellen. I don't care about that. It's like tell me as a first lady what initiative you would take. And even that, I don't care. No, I do care. I do care eh, because no, no because I, I'm not electing her. I'm not electing her, but at least I know what I'm getting if he is elected. Eh. Right? So whether it's literacy, health, whatever. You know, tell me, look, if if I were to be the potential first lady, you know, something that's very near and dear to my heart is, let's say, autism. You know, I will try to set up a foundation, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, go on. So so in this convention, uh, one of the, um, well, moments that have now been kind of, you know, become infamous. When Kimberly Guillotine... The one with the black, uh, the uh, junior's wife, wife or girlfriend, or girlfriend. I don't understand. I I saw it. Okay, I didn't see it. I saw it, and again, and even though obviously I've stated here my political leanings, uh, they're very clear what they are. I do watch the Republican National Convention oh, because it's, it's you have to have if you're going to have a opinion, a, an opinion on something, you have to have an informed opinion throughout, unbiased as well, um, based on what you're seeing. Well, you right. yourself, not third party. Right. You have to watch it because right. then I'm not going to go talk, be talking crap about the speeches at the Republican National Convention if I didn't watch it. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? Because you're, you're talking about it through somebody else's filter. So, 
Melania, Melania Trump gave her speech earlier this week, and um, you know, just like Castro. Uh, her, I, I, that, that's <laughs> stupid. I, yeah, I've seen the things and all that. Whatever. It's she. You know what? She's she's very a very striking woman. She's oh, very she's beautiful, gorgeous. and she looks gorgeous in whatever you put her in. Um, so I don't whatever wear whatever you want to wear. I don't care. There's too much going on in the world to be nitpicking what she wears. Her wardrobe. Except when she went to Africa, but that's another story. But anyway, um, back to her. She gave her speech about her Donald Trump, and of course, it was great. It was wonderful. Again, what we expect from the wife of the president to right. give the wife of any candidate. Yeah. So, in yeah, have you heard the whole Bette Midler thing? No. Oh, okay. So, in response to that, to, to her Melania speech, speech, to Melania's speech, Bette Midler tweeted. Oh, good God, she still can't speak English. Okay, that because is of her offense. accent. That's offensive. Right? Because of her accent. So, yeah. That's offensive. That's offensive. So, let's talk about that for a minute. So, I love Ben Midler. I, I, I mean, she's an icon. She's, she's great. Is... Um, yeah, I find it really offensive because, I mean, this goes without saying that a vast majority of the population and of citizens of this country are immrants who yeah. have thick accents um whether whether they're thick or not thick you English know they have an the first accent language and right mm -hmm. you know you know or it's funny that technically, even us. technically English is not my first language because Me I learned either. Spanish before yeah I learned English same here but you know people that learned English later and they have accents and you know that is that is an insult let's call it for what it is it's an insult it's an insult, it's an insult. and if it had been said by I don't know. Scott Bayo. Right. They would have his head. Right. So, so Ben Midler actually did backtrack and she kind of apologized and all that. There's re several reasons why I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up because, you know, as, you know, children of immigrants and children who are raised in Miami where immigration is such... Well, is all. And yeah. I know, for example, that my your parents is a little bit different because your parents were raised here. But my parents, who came at a later age, <inaudible> my mother especially struggled so much. My, mo my mom took years and years and years of English classes. And my really? mom could not really learn English. My mom can read English okay. and she could understand it and she could she could read it, she could spell it and she could understand it but like many people like she like she has a hard time speaking it. And my dad just throws whatever is out there. But I would not consider my parents English speakers. Really? It, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean they they have a hard time speaking That's English. Funny. I don't yeah, not, I mean I have known you for whatever in a day. I don't think I've ever heard your mother speak English. Your father maybe like one or two things. They really but... can't. And 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 my mother again, my mother especially. Like I know how much effort she really put in to right. learn the language. And like my mom, millions of people, you know, give that, it a shot. And, that give it a and shot. It just it's it's and, not easy. And my mom, you know, obviously my parents work wise always had limited opportunities because of the lack of of, right. of knowledge. And and even though and God yes, knows they did he, great here in here in Miami. You need to know Spanish, and knowing Spanish is definitely a plus. At the end of the day, especially in a professional setting, you need to speak English, right? Right. So I know the struggle. So I Unless yes, I find bank it. In I find it very insulting that she said that. I find it that very, is insulting. very insulting. And I wanted to bring it up because even though she was attacking the first lady, who was you know 
a Republican and it's, you know, part of an administration I don't care for. Mm -hmm. And Bed Midler is somebody who I generally do enjoy. You know, you got to call things out when you got to Yeah, yeah, you got to call, you got to call, yeah. Right? So we agree with this. Absolutely. Okay. So that's the first prong of okay. my Ooh, multi-pronged. reason why I, I love this. multi-prongs. Right? So. Actually, before we go to the second prong, can we just take a second? I did not know that that lady, Kimberly whatever, was mm-hmm. half Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is that every time I look at her, I always thought that she looked like a background extra from an oela. <laughs> because of her hair? The hair and the makeup and everything. Like she, I just, I, I just when, didn't know when, she was half she Latina. she was giving her speech, so she is, the, who she's talking about is the, I, I don't know if they're married, either wife think, or fiance so. of Don Jr. And she's been very politically active. She was um, with him on The View. Yeah. When, when he promoted the book. Yeah, when Meghan McCain dropped the mic on them. But um, they're on The View. You know, they were on The View a few months ago, and I give them credit for going to The View because <laughs> that's that, going to the lion's den. That like. is going, no, the lion, no, that's going into like the lion, the cougars, the Inside tigers, a volcano. Inside, inside a volcano. Oh, there's an avalanche. You know, on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a wire, bare, you know, blindfolded. Like... <laughs> Because the sole conservative, Meghan McCain, hates the Trumps. Right, so she's not coming to your defense anytime soon. No, I think she is the one who hates the Trumps the most. Right. Because for her, it's personal. Right, right, right? yeah. So um, they went, and you know, I give them credit. They went, they held themselves, you know. They They held their own. They held their own. Um, But yeah, but Meghan took them to task about being Mm -hmm. civil and all that. But, But her speech was just, I don't understand why she was talking like that. Like... I understand you want to get your point across. Emotion, fine. But, but I I think that... There's I, a microphone. You don't have to yell. I would have been in that campaign. I would have been like, mira, mijita, venga acá. Let's take a couple of courses. It could be like a week. A week on public speaking. Right? And a Xanax. Right. Just but, for But, help. you know, let's take a couple of courses on public speaking. You know, not everybody are great public speakers like true. you and I. This is true. Right? This is true. So... so not everybody's courted by MSNBC like exactly, us. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And not everybody is too liberal for MSNBC. Exactly. But you know, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. We do what we can. So the, so the second, second prong. prong of my of the reason uh-huh. why I was bringing this up is that we all agree that what Matt, Bette Midler said is insensitive. It's wrong. It's even racist. It is. I mean, let's I mean, it, it, call it for what it is. Check all the boxes. It's, yeah. it's even it, racist. It, it, yeah. yeah. Right? You're belittling somebody because of the way they speak their English. Right. Right? So clearly... Because this happened, conservative media outlets have gone on a field day okay. about this, right? On a field day right. that they were making fun of the first lady, you know, oh, there's so many wonderful immigrants in the country, and so on and so See, forth. See, now they love immigrants. That, right. And, you know, how uncivil she was on on, on Twitter. Twitter and how mean and, you know, was she spreading on Twitter? Blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. I'm like, well, 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 well. So we have a problem with her saying what she said. Rightfully right? so. Right. Rightfully so. But we don't have a problem <laughs> with all the million atrocities that her husband says. Let's go through some of the greatest hits. Ooh. Okay. Is this like a Time Life collection? <laughs> of, of Trump's greatest hits? <laughs> of Trump's hits. tweets? I assure you that when Trump finishes the presidency, there's going to be some like coffee table book. Oh, there has about, to like, be. his greatest tweets. Sure. So, you know, I don't know if you recall when he said that, you know, I feel like you should be doing this like Casey Kasem style, like back in the summer of two of two thousand seventeen. You know when he kind of said some. These are some random tweets of his. You know when he said that the media 
the media is the true enemy of the American people, right? You know, the media, what is right. the strongest pillar of any democracy, right? Or um, how when he called esta mujer eh, eh, from Morning Joe, Mika Brzezinski, oh, yeah. when he made a comment about her, actually, I have the quote here, when he said that she was bleeding from her face from a badly facelift, he probably thinks. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of them. Or Meg, how... Well, when he... I mean, this was before the presidency, but with Megyn Kelly. Or when... Oh, that Megyn Kelly was bleeding out of yeah. somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, and these are just, you know, like... This is a off top of our head. Of a thousand. Yeah. Or when Ariana Huffington, you know who she is? Of course I know Ariana. Right, Ariana Huffington, when she got divorced and he tweeted... Ariana Huffington is both unattractive inside out. I fully understand why her former former husband left her for a for a man. He made a good decision. So he pretty much told Ariana Huffington, "Yeah, you're an ugly bitch, so that's why your man left you for another man." <laughs> this is coming from the president of the United States while in office. Right. 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 This is his tweet. His tweet. Right. You can find these tweets online. Let's see. I refuse to call Megan Kelly a bimbo, mind you. She went to an Ivy League school, I believe. And um, she was a high ranking attorney, an attorney for Jones Day um, or kind of. I mean, these again, these are just some that I quickly or one of my personal You're not even trying hard to when find he them. tweeted a picture of him having um, a salad in a tortilla bowl mm. bowl. And he was like, I love uh, Hispanic food. And he, you know, took right. it between in front of a stereotypical. Right. Right? He, might, he might as well so, have taken it in front of a board. So right. the reason I bring this up, and, it, and, and be very clear, I'm not bringing this up to take away or excuse Bette Midler's behavior. Right. Right? But the problem is that in this world we live in now, how cynical everybody is. And and, and Democrats and liberals are, are are guilty of this too. Oh, everybody's guilty of being you know you, you you say something low about me and I'm gonna try to go lower on you, right? right, right. And so everybody's guilty of this, right? But I just think it's interesting that when something like this happened, when somebody who like Bed Midler who probably has criticized the president before and is liberal says something inappropriate and right. wrong and racist she is called out and deemed the worst person in the world but when he says right. all those terrible awful things let's not even talk about all the awful things he has said about elected officials you know right. he's called nancy pelosi a dog you know didn't it, he call somebody a son of a bitch in one of his He tweets? called uh, the Patrick? NFL. Yeah, he called him a son right. of a bitch. He called him a son of a bitch while he was the president, right? Right. Right? So, no. But that's that, okay. that We're not going to talk about that. We're, right. we're going to leave that out. Oh, that doesn't matter. No, no, that's not what he meant. That's not right. what he meant. No, or, or my or, personal what is favorite. It? What is it? That's not what he meant. No, you misunderstood him. Right. Or, or no, no, no. Okay, you know why I like him? Because he says it like it is. You know I like it's Trump so because he says it like it's it so is. It's so funny because I always, whenever people tell me that, like, oh, I'm like, okay. Have you ever had to work in an office with somebody who, quote unquote, tells it like it is? Right. That person doesn't last more than a couple of months because HR will have a field day with them. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, 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 I don't know. Hi. To quote the, the song, Class, from the musical Chicago, you know, whatever happened to class? <laughs> you know what? I... And it's not because it's Michelle Obama. I know you don't care for Michelle Obama, mm. but I do believe whether she's whether you like the one her who said not. it, but whether you like her or not, I don't even care that she said it. It could have been whoever. It's the sentiment. The sentiment. Uh, it could have been a Trump who said it. I don't right, care right. what she said about when they go low, we, go, we high. go high. I think that that's something that everybody should practice because should in this world yeah. that everybody's attacking themselves on social media, you know, mm. not just about politics but about anything. Right. It's like th- you need you need to step outside of the situation and just be like i am better than this like we are better than this right and and just people get caught up that's what happens they, is they, they, they get, get caught, caught up. up they get caught up and then it becomes i mean like you said you know you go low i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna go lower but the problem is that we don't see it as going lower we see it as one-upping right so because we see it as i've got to give them as good as i got we don't see it as we're just going further into the mud right and I just think that with I mean, with that said, a veces you can't let yourself be mangoniado. Oh no, of course. You know what I mean? Like but sometimes you gotta be like, right, but, but there's fuck a difference you. between being but, assertive and being strong and not standing, you know, not taking, taking shit, shit yeah. and being insulting. Right. Because right. you know, it's it's what I always say about the president, and I say this time and time again. Look, the other day I was speaking to my father about it, and I told him, you know what? When he does something that I agree with, I'm gonna say it. He signed that executive order. Um, about unemployment benefits. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Where he was going to give four hundred dollars extra to, for to unemployment parents, benefits. No, right. Yeah. The Democrats and Republicans in Congress have been fighting over this forever. Yeah. It comes to a point that it's like I don't even care who's right. There's millions Something of needs people to be done. who need this money to put food on their table, and he signed that executive order. Whether he did it for political reasons, whether whatever. he did it for buy to buy votes, whatever his reasons were, I give him credit. He did that, and that's going to help out a lot of people. Unfortunately, because it's an executive order, the governors don't need to follow that order um, because they have, you know, they're sovereign in terms of right. uh, they they have to follow an act of Congress, but they don't have to follow executive specifically orders. to that an executive order. But you know what? I give him credit for doing it, and as I've always said about him. If he wouldn't have Twitter... If he would shut up. If he would shut up, then you know what? We could have a fair argument about him based on policy. Right. Right? Okay, look, I disagree with what he did. This was a terrible idea. Or I agree with this. Or, you know, he... Como I always say, he signed the Criminal Reform Act, which is something we desperately needed and no other president before, for whatever reason, had done it. And so on and so forth. And I can name you several things that he's done that I've actually agreed with among the 5,000 that he hasn't, that I haven't agreed with. (laughs) But his biggest problem is Twitter and is how he talks about people. And that, you know, you are the very, you're at the top of the mountain and it starts from the top, right? Shit rolls downhill. Right? When you're an executive at a company, it starts yeah. from the top. When you're a leader, it starts from the top. And this is the precedent that you are setting as the president. 
right? So that is the biggest problem. So when people on the right and in conservative media start yelling, bullying, you're bullying me. Okay, right. You, you are bullying. And what Bette Midler did was terrible. Pero esperate un momentico. Si no te hagas la víctima. Right. Because your guy is the biggest bully in the world. Literally. Question, <laughs> question for you about Bette Midler, just because... I, I know you watch we, we may know we may have heard this once or twice so you watch the view. The um, views on hiatus. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask, how has the more left-leaning media <sighs> the treated that? The view has been on their summer hiatus for four weeks and I'm like dying out here. <laughs> You're like, come back. Yes, come I'm back. Like, I need the view. Damn it, the view should bring me on. Should bring us on. <laughs> That's next. That's after our MSNBC, then we do, then we do CNN, the then we do Fox, then we become a correspondent on The View. Yeah. But The View really is quite... And then eventually we just get our own segment on CBS Sunday Morning. <laughs> I mean, but The View really is quite a feat. I mean, I... Listeners, do you watch The View? <laughs> I think some of you guys do. Because, I mean, really, they get so much shit on The View. All of them do. And it's true. If they were men... Would they get half of the shit they get? Most likely not. Of course not. Most likely not. Of course not. Pero, yeah. What are you going to do? But, you know. But you're not, a, you said you're not a fan of Joy Behar. <sighs> <laughs> She's always upset. That's her shtick. She's like the feisty, funny Italian. I bet there's feisty and then there's just perpetually bitchy. Like, they all kind of have their thing. Like, Sunny Hostin is like the overachiever, like, I, I call the show the victimization of Sonny Hostin. <laughs> <laughs> because Sonny se coge todo problema para ella. Oh, yeah. Because my great-great-grandfather is Jewish. So I feel the, <laughs> the, the pain of the Jewish people because I am Afro-Latina. So I feel the pain of both the black community and the Latin community. I'm a woman. So I feel the pain of the women you know i'm a lawyer so i feel the pain of lawyers it's like i sunny i isn't she a mother too she yes. so she understands yes. i'm like sunny you've had a pretty awesome life like you're like you know you were a federal prosecutor you were a political correspondent you were a journalist like you've been pretty okay like <laughs> pretty okay for sunny. I, I, you know it's funny i like her I, I i really do i like i like sunny hostin and um but she she's a little bit of an overachiever and she loves to be like, ella es amiga de todo el mundo. Todo el mundo. Oh, like, she's a name dropper? Oh, oh because, you know, um, so-and-so. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he's a doctor and my my husband is a doctor. And, you know, we've been to dinner at his house. Oh, because, you know, so-and-so. Oh, my God, you know my friend so Ella conoce a todo el mundo. She's friends with everybody. She's a name dropper. Everybody. And, you know, whatever. So, but I, I love the ladies of The View. Well, before we go into our last sodas, mm -hmm. I just wanted to bring up a story that really doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I thought it was such a fun little story that I wanted to bring it up. It's not about rhythm is a dancer. It's a sort of... It's, it's the soul's companion. Yeah, you... That's what it says? Yes, rhythm is a dancer. It's your soul's companion. I thought it said, it's a sort of anger. You can feel it. Why would rhythm be a sort of anger? Because you're like, oh, and you have the no, rhythm but, divine. No, but... <laughs> is it because the rhythm got you? Yeah. Isn't Bailamos a great song? It is. That is such a good song. <laughs> Actually, the other day I was listening to it and I hadn't listened to it in like a minute, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this song is so freaking good. Wait, 
Bailando. That's no. That's not the one with Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's Hero. Ugh, that one's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be a hero. Parece que está cagando. It's like, oh, jeez. Enrique. Right. <laughs> what I was going to bring up, just, you know, to end on a, on a literally sweet note, is did you hear about what happened in a, in a Swiss town a couple weeks back? I don't know, but were they giving away free chocolate? They weren't giving it away. Apparently, there was a glitch at the Lint Chocolate Factory. Oh. And it started... The powder started coming out of the factory and it coated the entire town. Can you imagine coming like out to like chocolate snow and having it on your car? <laughs> how does it start? Come with me and you'll see how you'll be in a world of pure imagination. I'll be like, oh wait, and no, no, and it's Swiss because <laughs> right. you know, like it's the good chocolate. Yeah, yeah. No, and Willy Wonka was shot in like I don't know where the hell. It was in so, some alpine... <laughs> Somewhere with mountains. Yes. So, wow. Can you imagine walking out of your house and being like, there's so much soot. And then you go to like wipe it off and you're and like, it's chocolate. Let's lick it off the car. I would have been so fat that day. Well, but it's the cocoa, right? Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. It was maybe the cocoa or... I know it was like the dusting. Um, one second. I can find that out. So... There was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line of roasted cocoa nibs in its factory. Um, so there was strong winds and the powder spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory, wow. leaving a coating of cocoa. I know it's like a stupid little story, but it just made me so happy. No, but you know, with all the shit going on in the world. Um... It made me so happy just the thought of snowing chocolate. No, that's pretty awesome. Like, I don't want it to snow Wayawa. I know, that's so sticky. I know. Y con el calor y la humedad que aquí. Ay, it's going to hit your car and then it melts. Y hay una... it's just, that's just too, that's too much. Un atraspalante de Guayaba. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what is this film? Is Guayaba? <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents watch Rolandito Barran? I don't even know who that is. That would be a no. <laughs> You don't know who Rolando Barrar is? It has no. this, so Rolando Barrar, apparently, he in Cuba, he had some type of show. Ah, but again, remember, my parents came to this country. My dad was like nine. My mom was Right, 12. right. But no, no, but maybe your grandparents watched him. Um, he has some type of show. And then he, um, here in the U.S. in the 80s, he had his own talk show. Oh, okay. But he was busted with cocaine. Oh, no. Right? Was he with Mary and Barry? <laughs> no, this was before. He was busted in, with cocaine. And then kind of his, kind of what it brought him back to fame was... His renaissance. Uh, Don Francisco gave him a spot on Sado Gigante. And in the first season of Sado Gigante, he was actually the co-host. Oh, really? Yeah, before Pedro de Paul, it was Rolandito Barrado. I only remember Javier. You don't remember Pedro de Paul? If I see him, I probably will, but not Pedro de Paul looks like, looks like my father, and my father would get so upset. <laughs> You don't remember Pedro de Por? Oh de my nombre, God! No. De Pedro de Por, see, because Pedro de Por was on Sábado Gigante. When Sábado Gigante was like classic Sábado Gigante, you know, mm. like with the contest like, with, with like Lily putting Estefan the balloons, era. putting the balloons in the in the clothes, in the clothes, uh, and yeah. you know the clown cars and all that. See, when it was still a little bit low key, low, low tech, right? You know, right. and he did it for several years. I don't remember. 
Uh, de nombre no me recuerdo. De cara, tal vez. Pedro de Paul. But yeah, Rolandito Barra. I just thought about that. I'm like, Did yeah. he die recently? Yeah, he did. No, he died years ago. Oh. Um, he wasn't that old, actually. He's like our parent age. Maybe a little older. Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking like, man, Rolandito Barra was such a big thing in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> What made you think about that from Coco and Wayawa? <laughs> So I'm I'm very thirsty. Let's yes. let's do our last, last soda, soda time. Last soda time. So I'm gonna give my last soda to Dolly Parton. God bless her. So this actually didn't happen this week. It happened I don't know last week or two weeks ago. But I'm um, gonna give my last soda to her over her comment made about, about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, <laughs> because I just thought that it was so. Dolly. And actually what's interesting was that that comment, the comment that went viral was a comment that she made, which basically to everybody who hasn't listened to it, she was being interviewed and they asked her. It was she, in Rolling Stone, I think. Yes. What they asked, what she thought about the Black Lives Matter movement. And she said that she herself had not protested because, you know, apparently that's not her thing. It's fine. Um, also, she, I mean, come on, Dolly Parton walking in those big ass heels in that wig. Yeah, no, but other celebrities, have done for whatever reason, you know, she hasn't protested uh, physically. Right, right outside and um she but she didn't make a comment that she's like of course black lives matter how would we ever think that our white asses were the only ones that yeah, mattered yeah so i just thought it was very dolly parton yeah but what was interesting about it was that that was part of our obviously a larger interview yeah and there's another part of the interview where she was talking about some of the more controversial names To her Dollywood... Um, yes, it used to be... Like, it used to be Dixie Stampede. Right. Actually, I think you mentioned yep. it. Mm -hmm. And she was saying... And she did this years ago. This wasn't something she did yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did this years ago. And she's like, well, you know, um, where I come from, that's a word that's used. But, you know, when it was made aware, brought to my attention that a lot of people found it offensive. I'm going to change it because why do I want to offend people? I want everybody to be happy. And I went ahead and changed it. And I'm like, you know, Dolly Parton, we need, Dolly Parton is just great. I mean, I mean, well, we've seen her. I mean, it was one of the best favorite concerts. We ever. went to her concert. We, we've uh, been to her theme park. We went to her theme park. I fainted. You almost died. You know, <laughs> man. And if I would have fainted, that would have been a thump. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but there you go. Somebody from a different generation. A, Total. I mean, you a can't. part of town. mountain folk. A mountain folk. In her you own words, she's you don't a get, hillbilly. You don't get, right, you don't get more hillbilly and redneck than that, right. you know? And, of course, our white asses are the only ones matter. that matter. Of course, black lives matter, you know? And I just thought it was really interesting I, that she would have that. Not interesting. It, it wouldn't surprise me because she's always been somebody who's been progressive. Progressive. And I mean, let's not forget that Dolly Parton in the 60s, when people wanted her to be a ghostwriter for Elvis Presley, she said, F you. Yeah. You're giving me my songwriting credits. Yep. You know, and they would treat her that way because she was a woman. And she was like, no, thank you. But, you know, if heck, you know, Dolly Parton can support BLM. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And just a little... The movement? A little caveat. Because <laughs> I've had conversations with a lot of people, uh -huh. that, uh, or a few people in particular, that um, keep attacking the management of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. The organization. The, or the organization. It is true, and I have fact-checked this, that two of the organizers of Black Lives Matter Marxist, are right? Marxist. Mm -hmm. One of them in particular said... Um, 
some pretty damning words, well, for us, right. about when Fidel Castro laughed, that it laughed, died, uh, that <laughs> it, Comandante had died and he did great things for his right. people. And, you know, for us, that's like... Yeah, oh, she, she's dead to us. Yeah, you're dead to us, yeah. right? But as I try to explain to these people, this is not a situation of the organization. Right. Right? This has become a movement, Black Lives Matter, right. a movement. So don't come at me with your... All lives matter. Right. Because of the organization. Right. Correct. The organization, if you want to make a, a comment that the organizers of the organization are flawed and you don't agree with their policies, that's fine. That's great. Right. But this has become more than the organization. This has become a right. movement. Right. And right. there, it, it is distinguishable. It is. Right. It's, it's not the same thing. So, you know, that was my little soapbox moment. Well... I like your soapbox moments. Yeah. I mean, apparently MSNBC disagrees. Yeah, apparently I'm too liberal. <laughs> All right, so my last soda. I'm actually going to give my last soda to somebody who I, I've i been kind of keeping track of her in the last couple of months and weeks. And ideally, I would love to have her on the show. I don't know that she would ever do our show. I don't know how to get a hold of her. Um, but if anybody out there knows, that's kind of why I'm saying this. You know, feel free to hook a brother up. I'm giving it to Bella Thorne. Do you know who Bella Thorne is? Bella Thorne was Zendaya's co-host on that Disney Channel show, Gotta Shake It Up. Co-host, no, a co-star. She, you know, she also did some singing. She did a couple of, she did, a, I think she had a show on E! She was in a movie with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. So, you know, she's she's an actor. She's 20-something. She's actually half Cuban. Okay. Uh, her father, who passed away, when she was, uh, I think, like six or so, like he, he passed. She has an OnlyFans page. Well, this is why I'm giving her. This is why I'm giving her the last soda. In the last couple of years, I would say she has really become like this uber, like sexually liberated, you know, woman. She directed and won an award for basically. I mean, she, I don't want to call it a porn. She directed like an erotic film for Pornhub. Um, she didn't star in it. It's called Her and Him. And just this week, she launched her own OnlyFans page, which in just one week has made $2 million. Wow. Now, they're saying that her page does not show any like full-on nudity or anything like that. So it makes me wonder what her only page, her OnlyFans page actually um, is showing. But if you figure that it's about $20 a month and she's made $2 million, in just one week. Wow. I don't do quick math, but that's a shit ton of people. And for those of our listeners who don't know what OnlyFans is, is it's essentially a subscription service that... That's 100,000 people. Okay, I don't do math. MSNBC didn't hire me for my calculations. Man, it's just dropping zeros. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, but that's like a lot of zeros and things and whatever. So for uh, those who don't know, OnlyFans is... It's basically a subscription platform where adult film stars have taken to... Where you can get a subscription to their page, and they will, you know, they'll either have live sessions. Adult or film stars. Do you know how many people I know on well, Instagram? Yeah, but it's so, bonito. Well, it started with adult film, adult film stars, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own, specifically in the last couple of months, when you know that entire industry has not been able to film because of the COVID. So you know they have people on and they do scenes and whatever. The COVID. But um, oh yeah, no, but you're right. A lot of people have OnlyFans pages. Who I'm just like, okay, I don't want to see you with clothing on. 
much less without it. Or as a dear, dear friend of mine would say, you have a healthy dose of self-confidence. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty self-confident, and I don't think I'd start an OnlyFans page. Although Please that, don't. You know, luckily, la cosa no tanta mala. Okay. It would be a very sad only. So she gets your last soda. She gets my last soda. And I would love to have her on the show because I feel this is a a young woman who, you know, she's also done a lot of other things where she's called on like Instagram to, um, you know, block filters. She posts pictures of herself without makeup. She's always like, you know, just embracing her natural beauty. She's been very upfront about, you know, she's made allegations that she was sexually abused, that she's suffered from bulimia. You know, she's kind of just not being the polished Disney star and i think a lot of these kids who start off as disney stars do varying degrees of that pushing so the she envelope can't be tamed. she can't be tamed but um it's interesting to look at her in comparison to like you know the 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 zendaya of it all right where they both came from the same era and i don't i just think that there's a little more realism with bella thorne well, yes, but I mean, maybe that's not who Zendaya is, you know. Well, I don't think Zendaya has a personality, but that's. Not I, I don't attack the girl. I like that, but but that's not here nor there. So yes, Bella yeah. Thorne. Well, there's our two million dollars in a week. Wow, two, two million. Wow, no, well, I mean she's a big name. I didn't think she was two million in one week big. Well, but you know, also a lot of people maybe joined because they were curious to see what see it was. what she's gonna do. Yeah. Right, but now that she and now that she got their attention, she has to keep it up. That's the thing is, what is it gonna? What is it going to be? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So bueno, that was episode one twenty four. One twenty four. We hope everybody had a great, great week. Happy Friday, yes. Pero Friday. To those um, of you who are getting ready to take the kids back to school. I, I, I commiserate. I don't have children, but good luck. I'll, I'll, add, I'll let you know next week. Yes, let me know how that goes Chronicles of virtual school. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I just texted one of the parents. It's like, when do we have to do this? Because I don't know shit, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your uh, cafecito. Actually, I have one last story. Okay. One, one, one last, last story. One last, okay. Because it's these we're, So stories. we're doing a Cuban goodbye this episode? We're doing a Cuban goodbye. Okay. It is these stories that make me proud of our heritage and of living in Miami. Okay. Because this is wonderful and it's beautiful. Okay. And it's culture. Oh my God, I'm excited. And we celebrate it. So last week, I was at Ricky Bakery at 117th and Sunset. I'm going to name drop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the GPS location. <laughs> D- DM us if you want it. the exact address. Because I was going to my parents' house and I, you know, I took them and I wanted to take them a box of patelito and croquetas as a... As one does. As one does on Sunday when they yes. go to their parents' house. And when I get there, it was after the morning rush. So it was like one o'clock. Okay. Right? So it wasn't... Well, Cubans don't do brunch. So it wasn't breakfast and there wasn't lunch right. yet. It's not like in Yeah. And Cubans right. don't do lunch at one either. So, no, that's true. Yeah. Right. We do lunch at like 2.33. So anyway... Um, so I get there, there's nobody there. And I found Las Dos Mujeres, you know. And as we've discussed here earlier, women that work in Cuban restaurants or Cuban bakeries are always mad. They're always like... Yeah, they're it, it, about nothing in particular. They're always mad, like, at something. Yeah, either, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either Some, the juicer's not working or their husband's going on. Are, you know, got into a fight with the husband or a customer's complaining. Yeah. But they're always mad at something. Right, right. So I'm there. I'm there, I ordered. And the lady was... Putting my stuff and taping, you know, the little patelito box. And um, because she's like, no, 
Porque todos los domingos es the same thing. Obviously, they were complaining about having to work on a Sunday. It's like, todos los domingos es la misma cosa. Todos los domingos, tú y yo aquí. Todos los domingos. Porque ella, clearly they were talking about a coworker. Ella es una mentirosa. Por eso todos los domingos es la misma cosa. Ella es una mentirosa. Y mira, ese cuento que la hija de ella toca piano también, eso es mentira. Porque esa chiquita no tiene ninguna gracia. And when she said that, I go, coño. Like, and she's saying this in front of a customer. She don't care. And they care. turned around and saw me and then they stopped. And I was like, I am so happy to live in Miami. Like, I love this so much. Like, this is, this should be recorded and put in the Smithsonian's museum that, as culturally appropriate. That, that, that Hispanic, uh, that Hispanic initiative that they're doing at the Smithsonian. Yes, now. because this is This is Miami. This is us. That. Forget that. Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia. This is us. <laughs> This is us. Y esa chiquita, la chiquita de con el piano, que toca el piano, esa chiquita no tiene gracia para nada. And I'm like, oh my God. Because you know it couldn't be a feisty, mad old Cuban woman if it didn't get personal and well, start duh. attacking the children. Oh yeah, no. Children or her parents. Or just and I'm one. sure that if her coworker would have walked in, I need... Ay, qué buena tú estás. Ay, mija, ¿y la niña cómo está? Ay, no te preocupes. Sí, yo te cubro el domingo. Sí. ¿Y la niña cómo está? Ay, porque esa niña con el piano, qué gracia tiene esa Ay, niña. ¿por qué tú me enseñas el video otra vez de, de ella tocando? Eso es una bendición de Dios. Tocando los chopsticks. <laughs> And I was like, yes, this is, this is why I choose to stay here. This. This moment, as I love the story of you and lo, La Palma, oh, yeah. when you ordered the, <laughs> the café con leche, café con leche like, a esta hora de ordenar un café con leche, the waitress to the customer. Yeah. Great. And we were mad. We, we were, were like, mad. We were just like, that is love. wonderful. That all happened love. like 10 plus years ago, and I'm still telling the story. All love. All love. So anyway, bueno, everybody, I already did the, the yes. outro. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll catch up next week. All right. Cuídense, mi gente. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Llano, produced by Ismael Llano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomblaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 